Welcome to the Mosh Pit, your home for unsigned punk, rock, and metal artists, where your music goes to be heard. Concrete Super Gun, The Phoenix.
Welcome to the Mosh Pit. Yo, we're here today. We've got a special guest, Mr. Dylan Little. What's up, man? <laughs> How you doing, man? Pretty good, pretty good. How about you? Can't complain. He's nervous on the microphone today. <laughs> so, Dylan, you want to tell us a little about yourself? Tell us, tell the listeners about yourself. Yeah, sure thing, man. Um, I pretty much grew up here in uh, Polk County uh, most of my life. Um, been a musician since I was, God, I really started getting into music about 13, but I kind of always grew up listening to stuff like Alice in Chains, Stone Temple Pilots, you know, all that 90s alternative. The good stuff. Oh, yeah. And uh, I just kind of come from a, a, a history of musicians in my family, and I'm just very passionate about music and, and uh, anything that's got to do with music and art or entertainment, and uh, I love to travel, I like to meet new people. Um, Pretty much just small town guy, just big love for music. <laughs> nice. So you were in North Dakota not long ago, right? Yep, I was. Ten months. Oh, cool. Did you do anything fun up there? Uh, yeah, I traveled out there for a little bit. Uh, had a relationship up there for a little while and uh, met some cool musicians up there too. Um, pretty much just traveled to try to network and make some connections and make some buddies and see how things were in, in other states. That's pretty cool. Was it a culture shock up there? Yeah, uh, in some ways, yeah. <laughs> we uh, There was actually an experience I had where I went to a Denny's up there, and I had asked them for a to-go cup, and they were, like, just looking at me like, what the heck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> really? what is a to-go cup? And I was like, you know, you, you give me, like, a little plastic cup to take home with me? And, <laughs> and they were like, we don't do that. And I was like, what? But, yeah, it, it was it was a pretty interesting experience. That's that's kind of odd, yeah. But hey, to each their own, right? Oh yeah. I, I bet it was beautiful up there, though. Yeah, we had some nice country out there. Nice. So we've got Dylan's EP. You want to tell us a little bit about your EP? Yeah. Uh, so the EP that I presented you guys was actually just kind of a little project for me to to just kind of throw out there and give people a little taste of of what I could do as far as my heavier stuff um that I've been doing but uh I mean that's kind of what it is it's um it's just a little collection of songs that I did over the past six seven months um there's no really like story or like main theme to that EP um other than kind of just what I stated, just being like a, you know, collection of, of just songs, just kind of showing people what I could yeah. do. But um, there were a few concepts behind some of the songs. That's pretty cool. That is definitely cool. What all instruments do you play? Literally anything and everything. Nice. Um, and even if I don't know how to play it, I can definitely figure it out. Right on. I've always had a, uh, a I guess what a lot of people call like a natural ear for, for music. I'm, I've always been able to pick out tones and like, I can hear a song, and even if I'm not able to figure out the exact notes, I can usually get pretty close to it. Hmm. So. That's talent. Yeah. Because I can... Your, oh, my bad. Bro. Sorry. I can hear any song. I can look it up. I can look at the tabs and everything. I still can't play it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it. It's one of those things. It takes time to learn. So what's your songwriting formula? Um, honestly, most of my creativity hits me at night, um, which is kind of when I go into my little... I don't really have a studio right now, but I have like a little recording setup that I do. Um, I kind of, I'm, I'm always writing lyrics. Like I've, I've always been a writer. Um, so I always come up with concepts for things first. So like I'll be, say I'm in my car and I'm listening to one of my favorite bands or I'm just sitting at home and I'm, I'm you know, sitting out on the porch, just kind of listening to music and, and chilling out. I usually start off by listening to another artist and kind of just getting in like that headspace of, of thinking outside the box. And then I'll just kind of let the inspiration come to me because I'll either just get a concept of an experience that I haven't been through before, but I can kind of write it out for someone else's point of view, or I can just kind of come up with things that I have been through and translate that into music. So I'll kind of write lyrics and then I'll write the music based on those lyrics. And then I'll kind of just start piecing it together. Cool. So you lyrically based, and then you come up with a concept of the mm -hmm. music. Pretty much. Yeah. So when you're writing a song, what do you usually lay down first? The drums, the guitar, um, keyboard? Most of the time, I usually start with the guitar. Guitar. Yeah. 
because uh, I'll, I'll kind of try to set the, the tone or the mood for the song, and I'll kind of just build from there. Makes sense. So you're looking to put another band together, correct? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty much, uh, I mean, I spent literally all day yesterday just messaging different people, adding people on Facebook, trying to see if there's anybody in the area that was uh, willing to get something together, because... I mean, obviously, with most musicians, you know, the goal is to end up touring at some point and, right. and you know, playing bigger shows and that kind of thing. Um, I actually haven't played a, a live show in two or three years now. Um, the last band I was in that we played shows was, uh, I believe it was a band called A Story Untold. Um, and that was like, I think that was about three years ago, yeah. And... Uh, that's that's my main goal right now is to try to just get a solid EP out, get some dudes together that want to want to form a solid project and get back to playing shows and and hopefully traveling. Dylan Little, Darkness Divides.
Happy Tuesday, Medicate. Miller, a new day. Waking up to start a new day. Don't know what's gonna be in my way. So many times I've tried to reach out to you. Some people say I'm crazy. Some people say I'm lazy. Some people just don't know who I am. I've 
seen the future and the past I've seen the love that could not last I've seen the hope of some just slip away Still I cannot see the road for me Still I just don't know which way I should go That's when I say I've had enough You know that life can be so tough You know that some things are just not easy That's when I stop and have to think I may just have another drink I just can't spend my life without you Still I cannot see the road for me Still I just don't know which way I should go Now it's time to say goodbye The thought of you would make me cry You know that some things just can't be Start a new day Don't know what's gonna be in my way So many times I've tried to reach out to you Some people say I'm crazy Some people say I'm lazy Some people just don't know who I am So what's your inspiration to write? What, what, what inspires you most of the time? Or what's um, inspired you as a musician? I would have to say my biggest inspiration was definitely my granddad. Um, he was a bassist for an oldies band, and he also played in a, a gospel quartet for years. Um, he was alive up until I was six years old, and I lived with him from the time that I was three up until I was six. And uh, he actually adopted me um, when I was three, three and a half, I think. Yeah, somewhere around three and a half. But um, he was always traveling and, and playing in, uh, with his band and stuff. Um, I mean, some of my earliest memories were literally, I remember sitting at some venue, I don't know where we were at, but they were playing for a bunch of older people. And uh, all the older people were sitting in chairs in the back, and I was just kind of crouched down in the floor. And there's a picture of it in my mom's old photo album where I'm just sitting there in the middle of this big old room by myself in the, in the middle of the floor watching them play. And uh, they would tell me stories about how I'd get on stage with them and I'd have this little like plastic mic and pretend to, to be a part of the band and all. So my granddad had a, had a huge influence on me. Um, and then he passed away when I was in first grade. Unfortunately, he had uh, diabetes and a lot of health issues. I hate to hear that, man. But yeah. So music's in your DNA then. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's what everybody tells me. <laughs> right. But he, he was always like that. He always kind of had a natural talent for music. Um, I mean, he, he just, he was also a harmony singer, so, I mean, he could just, you know, pick out tones and, and things out of songs, separate the instruments. Um, so that was, like, a big thing for me. And then the biggest thing is I actually got diagnosed last year with uh, bipolar 2 disorder. And for most of my life, I just kind of thought I was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I struggled a lot to with, like, relationships with other people. Um, me and my mom had a, a tough time when I was growing up, um, which a, a lot of that's gotten a lot better over the years. But I always kind of struggled with things like that. And, I mean, there was even a few points where I struggled with, like, suicide and things like that. And uh, there, there were a lot of dark times that I went through, and I didn't understand a whole lot about myself or what was going on until I kind of started seeing somebody, and then I got that diagnosis. Um, and, it, it, and it's... I try to say, like, when I bring it up, like, I try to say, like, I have bipolar, not I am bipolar, mm -hmm. if, if that makes sense, because I don't want to say it in a way where it's like I'm giving my mental health disorder, whatever you want to call it, like, the ability to control my life. Yeah, it doesn't sense. define you is yeah, what you mean. Yeah, right? exactly. And, uh, 
that's one of my biggest things. The, one of the reasons why I want to be successful as an artist or whatever I do with music is because I want to be able to not only help other people who have those same struggles, but I just want to be able to like use music to also give people resources that do help with that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. whether it's through definitely starting a label someday and through that label um, also connecting with resources that that reach out to people and, and that they can reach out to and things like that. So, I mean, I've just got like all these different goals that I want to achieve because of that. So Yeah, that's awesome, man. Music definitely heals. Yeah, it does. It's it's a it's always been a, a very spiritual thing for me, for sure. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the best things that if you can use your talent to help other people. Yeah, I that's mean, awesome. Yeah. And I think that's why I got into to heavy music uh, when I was younger because heavy music was, I feel like it's always been the, the kind of music that's been very receptive from people who have been through a lot of things. And I'm not saying people who don't listen to metal haven't been through a lot of things. Right. I'm just saying that I, I feel like, or from my personal experience, a lot of the people I've met that, that I've gone to like metal concerts and that I've met, mm-hmm. they... Uh, a lot of those people, we, that's kind of what we all connect on is we've all been through some, some dark stuff together. And, and I think that's why that music brings people together. Yeah, metal is definitely therapeutic. Man. Yeah. It'll oh, definitely sure. let you release. Oh, yeah. Get in the mosh pit. Yeah, the pit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that's pretty cool, man. Again, thank you for coming and sitting in on the podcast with us. Yeah, yeah man, anytime. That's awesome, brother. I appreciate it, for real. Blue Helix, Runaways.
The violet stones, intensity. myself as like a, a heavy metal guy mm. but um i mean i listen to oh god so many bands dude like i'm literally like a walking book of music um i mean everything from 90s to modern stuff from metal to i mean i still listen to keith urban from time to time like but if i if i had to list my main three influences right now um from current artists i would say mac miller definitely I love some Mac Miller. Rest in peace. Yeah, dude, for real. Such a good artist. Um, and then Parkway Drive has been one of my absolute favorite bands since high school. Like, God. I, I love, love Parkway, Parkway Drive. Drive, bro. That's <laughs> one of my favorite bands, too. I Man, love it. Man, dude, Deep Blue was the best album ever from I like the new bands. stuff, too, though. I, yeah. I like the way they mixed it up a little oh, yeah. bit. IRE was freaking awesome, dude. Yes. Yeah. Let's see, and then uh, 
Dayseeker is uh, one of my favorite bands. I actually had the chance to hang out with them for a second at Warp Tour in Minneapolis last year. Nice. And uh, they're really cool dudes. Rory is an insanely talented singer. The dude's got so much range and power in his voice. But yeah. That's pretty awesome. That's a good lineup right there. Oh, yeah. My, uh, I think one of the, the biggest artists that I, I've always looked up to is Lane Staley. Definitely. Um, I've, man, I've always caught myself, like, when I go back and listen to those bands, thinking, like, God, imagine what they would have written if they were still here. Like, right. And, and imagine the stuff that they would have came out with. Another rest in peace there. Yeah. That's yeah. tragic, man. I love, I love Alice in Chains, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lane Staley's voice is just... And that's kind of one thing that I like about the music industry now is it doesn't seem to be so centered around drugs when it comes to rock bands now. Because I feel like back in those days, it was kind of like the the rock star thing to do was like you get famous and you start touring and then, you you know, you you start doing coke and all that kind of stuff. And and I I like how a lot of bands nowadays are actually about like positivity and like getting through things. and A lot of straight edge bands. Yeah, things like that. So... On those bands, are you like a Skillet fan? Are you a Rise oh, yeah. Against fan? That was one of the. I, that was actually the first major concert I went to with Skillet. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. I saw them in Rome. They were awesome. Dude, yeah, at the Forum. They yep. killed yep. it, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, they're really good. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're all about promoting positive positivity. And, uh, you know, most of our bands do the same. Yeah, most of Yeah, they're, they're, they're all pretty positive bands. Have you ever heard Bad Mary? I can't say I've heard of that one. No. They're a punk band that we play, and man, they're phenomenal. They yeah. have a chick singing for them, but they're great. It's yeah. good punk rock, man. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna I'm look them up today. Yeah, check out them. Check out Faithhead. Okay. They're Faithhead's kind of skillety. Yeah. They're really good. Um, if you like metal, metal, check out Kamikaze Zombie. Okay. It's really good. Are they? They're, f- they're from Georgia, right? I think they're Alabama. Because I've heard that. I've actually heard that name before. Right. They play around here a lot. Yeah. 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 I think they were, I'm going to get this wrong, I know I am, but I think they're on tour with um, Seven Year Witch. They're on tour with some major band right now. I can't think they of who be. it is. I just saw it the other day. Damn. But, yeah, they're really good. Yeah. If, you, if, you, if you just like pure metal, they're, they're okay. a good band. We play them. Yeah, I'll get they're one of my faves that we play, Thank independent you. band. Yeah, we'll definitely turn you on to some new music. Oh, yeah, dude. Awesome hey, music. I'm always down <laughs> with that, man. I love finding new bands. That's what we do. That's exactly <laughs> what we do. And any of the guys that you know that you want to send our way, you know, we'd love it. We'll Definitely, man. I've, yeah. I mean, I've already got a list I can send y'all t- right after on. we do the show today. Hey, that works for me. Yeah, man. Definitely works for me. Because I, I, I think I know a few guys who would definitely love to, to get in on this co- this type of thing. So okay. where do you see yourself in five years, ten years down the road? Honestly, um, hopefully traveling and playing music as an uh, independent artist or as a part of a band but if not um i'm really wanting to get into building guitars and starting my own line of guitars nice aspirations man that's good yeah man i've, I've always wanted to run my own business someday i'm <laughs> you ever heard of gary v or gary vaynerchuk at all sounds familiar he's a very successful businessman um and i listen to a lot of his content pretty regularly yeah. um inspirational stuff yeah yeah because yeah. I, I like to kind of try to stay in a positive mindset me too i like that stuff too yeah and uh, I just, I don't consider myself a, well, maybe I am kind of an entrepreneur because if you're an artist, you're kind of working on building your own brand or I business. Say, yeah. I, I guess maybe it is entrepreneur. I agree. But um, I've, I've just always hated, like, the thing I've always struggled with, with, like, the, the modern workforce is, like, I hate working for other people while they yes. get rich and I stay at the same level, mm-hmm. you know? So my goal has always been to start my own business someday with something that I like to do to where I can create a sustainable income and at the same time use it to fund my other goals that I'm working on. Right on, brother. Definitely a good goal. Definitely. Despire. Blue Sky.
show for any one artist who would that be oh man probably marilyn manson that's that's cool yeah if you could if you could collaborate with any one artist who would it be alive or dead it doesn't matter i think it would be cool as hell to work with the dudes in corn yeah you like the new one? Oh yeah dude that latest album they put out was... it sounds good like corn finally yeah yeah, yeah. It was good. I liked that last album they put out. What's the best advice you've ever been given? Um, actually, my old guitar teacher uh, from Cedartown, Red Sanders, uh, passed away recently. Um, he uh, he would always tell me to keep my determination because he, he would tell me all the time because he, he did a lot of playing shows and stuff back in the 60s when he was my mm-hmm. age. And uh, he would tell me every time I saw him, he would be like, man, don't, don't give up that determination. He said, that's what's going to get you there, dude. He was like, I wish I'd have, you know, been determined to try to get record deals and stuff when I was your age. But he was like, I just never thought about it. I just drank too much. <laughs> and, uh, man, that, that dude just, he always was telling me that, you know, keep that determination. That's awesome. So, What's the best venue you've ever played? Um, So far, the Masquerade. Right on. Yeah. It's a good um, venue. I haven't played a whole lot of venues yet, but the Masquerade's been the nicest one I've, I've played in so far. Did you play in hell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right on, nice. Yep, and we actually played at the old Masquerade. Oh, okay. So before they built the new one. That's pretty cool. Yep. 
God. Yeah, I had only been to the old masquerade. Had you? Yeah. Dude, it's been forever. That was the first time I had been when we went Saturday. And you were to heaven on this one. Yeah. yeah. My, I, I haven't been to hell. I was going to say my... I'm sure uh, I'm going, though. <laughs> the uh, the place I really, like, locally that I want to... Or I guess a better way to say this would be, like, one of my biggest goals is to sell out the Tabernacle someday. Like, that's, like... That's one an of awesome my, venue. Dude. I love it. I've seen so many good artists there. Like, I don't know if you ever heard of Ben Rector at all. Mm-mm. He's, uh, I think he's more in like the Christian type okay. side of things, but he, uh, dude, he's got some really good albums and, uh, it's one of the best live performances I've seen there. I actually saw Motionless and White play there with Issues and, uh, God, who are they playing with? Uh, Fall in reverse. You jump from one end to the, of the spectrum to the other with I'm that. Telling you, you man, I'm, I'm such a wide variety of music yeah. that I listen to. Um, but yeah, they were also playing with Fall in Reverse. And as a as a vocalist, that is probably my single favorite vocalist of current rock music is Ronnie Racky. That dude's had a lot of controversy around him, and he's been involved in a lot of drama and stuff. But like, I just relate to his songs and his content a lot because right. I. I I don't know if he's ever had a diagnosis of bipolar, but I have strongly felt that we would relate on something like that because we've been through a lot of similar things, um, you know, with, like, not having our parents when we was growing up and stuff. So he, uh, I've always related to Ronnie Radke a lot, and I saw them at that show at the Tabernacle. And I, I've, ever since then, I've always wanted to, to sell out the Tabernacle someday. Right on. Yeah. How many does the Tabernacle hold, do you know? I have no idea because I, it's general. It, it's gen ad, so. Yeah. Unless I mean, you sit in the balcony, so I don't know. I don't it's, know. It's Whatever huge, the fire laws allow, I guess. It's a huge venue. I'm, I would assume it, at least a thousand people. Right? Oh yeah, I would say yeah. at least a thousand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what I figured. I wasn't sure. I've, I've been there when it's packed out. There's a lot of people. Yeah, it was packed. We saw in this moment there, in this moment of mice and men and Avatar. Dude, my brink, and that my show <laughs> was that show was. It was packed. Maria Brink is such oh, a good she's singer. Gorgeous yeah, she's too. gorgeous, yeah. dude. Beautiful woman. <laughs> You like Avatar? Yeah. What about Mice and Men? Oh, dude. Austin Carlisle used to be my favorite vocalist when I was in yes, high school. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I always wanted to meet him. That was a great show. But yeah, the Tabernacle Rocks, man. Cool. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been there, actually. Oh, you gotta, we got to catch a show there. Together, yeah, dude. dude it's, it's, it's always nice. worth it. Well, imagine heaven, mm-hmm. bigger, with a nice balcony around it that you can go up. I mean, I've seen pictures. Because well, most of my friends are right, always right. there. It's, it's, it's used, cool. It's intimate. It's like yeah. it's like the masquerade. It's an intimate hmm. show. It used to be a, uh, a church. A yeah. church back in the mm-hmm. day, right? Big old cathedral. Or it's cool. It's it's got a it's got a vibe, man. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. They got a big old organ in the back. Yeah, it's it's, oh, it's cool. cool. You'd like it, you'd dig it, man. Yeah. Like I said, I I think the main reason I haven't been is anybody that I want to see is usually on like a Tuesday night or something. Yeah. Well, yeah, and a lot of the bands that we like play the Masquerade for some reason instead of yeah. the Tabernacle. I don't know why. The but. Tabernacle, I've always seen a lot of bands that have big representation yeah. and, mm-hmm. and big like funding behind them. A and lot show, of those bands, yeah, like they, the they live tend, show. They tend to book like really big bands. Like yeah. In This Moment's live show was phenomenal, unreal. Mm-hmm. A lot of like light stuff dancers pyrotechnics yeah it's really really produced it's really cool Hmm. if you ever get a chance to catch them live i suggest it yeah and that's actually one thing i wanted to do because there was another project i've actually got put it on hold for now but i I started a project called zombie and um i mean you you've seen like motionless and white right Mm -hmm. bands like that Mm -hmm. it's kind of in that realm of like halloween horror type metal stuff okay um and it's actually a darker project and it's got a lot of symbolism and stuff in it and i'll actually be presenting that to people that sounds hopefully cool within the next two or three years but right that's now awesome. i'm putting it on hold because i'm, I'm kind of working on all that right now but uh that's something that i'm definitely going to be putting out in the future too nice right on man sounds like you um sounds like you got goals and that's a good thing brother thanks man yeah. i appreciate it yeah. Just doing what I can with what I got. <laughs> Dylan Little, waking up.
man, I uh, noticed your necklace. You got a uh, cool little crystal on there. Any story behind that? Yeah, um, kind of funny actually. Uh, I have always, well, let's see. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where I should start with this story. Um, Just Quentin Tarantino tell it backwards. All right. <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's it's kind of a, a dark. It starts off in kind of a dark spot. Um, there, there was a really low point uh, I had a few years back. Um, for a long time, I felt very lost in life, and I didn't really know who I was as a human being or didn't really have a solid sense of identity yet. Um, and I was struggling to get music up and running, and I was just stressed out all the time. I've always struggled financially, so it's like, you know, there was just a lot of pressure on me back then. Mm-hmm. So I had actually took a trip down to the beach with a friend of mine and I was in a very bad spot mentally and I didn't tell her that um, on the way back from that trip I was planning to actually end my life Mm -hmm. when we got back because I just wanted to see the ocean one last time so that was kind of why I agreed to go on the trip. Um, And I didn't end up telling her that until later and everything but uh, it's kind of funny my view on like spirituality and all that is I was raised in a Christian environment, but I kind of got out of that as I got older. And my view now is just, I just kind of view there's this force out there and I just call it the universe. Mm -hmm. Um, people can call it whatever they want, but that's just what I view it as. And, uh, we were on the way back from that trip. And I remember I was just so stressed out and I was so upset and I didn't see things getting any better at that point. So I had kind of just reached out to the universe in my head and I was just like, you know, if there's a reason that I'm on this planet or if there's a reason why I'm supposed to be here, like, please give me some sort of an answer like now because I need to know right? or else I'm going to go through with this. And uh, so I ended up having a thought like, well, why don't I go see a psychic? And I had that thought like 30 minutes after I sent that out to the universe and I'd never done anything like that before. Um, never believed in psychics or, or anything like that. But I went to see this place, uh, or I went to this place called Leadings, uh, Readings by Linda. Um, and I think it was around Fort Lauderdale. That Is sounds that about right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was somewhere around there. And uh, it was just this little rinky-dink hole-in-the-wall place <laughs> off the side of a highway. And, uh, I mean, it was a nice place. It was just in a little little shack-type building and uh i go in there and and this woman's all i mean the atmosphere was just different than anything i've ever felt around somebody before like she just had no emotion no expression just this blank stare in her eyes like i thought she was blind when i first met her because i mean i just it was just the way that she was staring you know and uh she ended up being really sweet really nice lady um and we had a long conversation she ended up telling me about things that there's no way she could have known about I didn't even tell her about any of this stuff, you know. So for me, I felt that it was a, a genuine, real experience. And that was kind of where I started getting into, like, crystals and runes and, and that whole kind of thing. And I also found out that my ancestors are actually Scottish, uh, ancient Scottish people. So they had a lot to do with, like, Celtic culture. And I do think that runes were a part of Celtic culture mm-hmm. at some point. Um, I know it was in Nordic culture. But... She told me that, uh, according to her, and this is kind of one of those things where I, I do feel it's highly possible, but it, you, you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because there's no way to know, you yeah. know. But she told me that in a past life, I was a successful singer and that um, I died an early death or something like that. And then that's why I'm back in this life is because I was meant to be a healer through music. And that's why I'm back because I didn't accomplish that before. And then she told me in the previous life before that, I was a part of a warrior culture somewhere else in the world. So, and I found out through my dad earlier on this year, because he did like the Ancestry.com thing or whatever, and he traced our lineage back to one of our ancestors was in a, the, the battle that Braveheart was written about. Yeah. Um, he fought beside, or our ancestor fought beside William Wallace in that battle. He was like right-hand mans with William Wallace. So, um... I kind of started researching runes and and ancient cultures that practice with them and stuff like that and a a lot of Celtic things, and that's where I ended up getting this necklace. And then the crystals, um, 
I kind of feel like things like crystals, it's all about the intention that you put into it. Mm-hmm. Like if it's, it's one of those things where if you believe in it, it'll manifest the way that you want it to. Mm-hmm. But if, if you don't, it's just, just something you wear around your neck, you know? Right. So the, for me, it's, it's a way for me to kind of have peace of mind and to just keep myself in a good positive state. Cause I put that good energy into it. And then I feel like it kind of just gives it back out to me. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Crystals put out vibrations, man. Is yeah. What they say. So that makes sense. So, that's that's kind of the story behind how I got into the whole crystal thing and all that. I hope that wasn't like too dark or. No, no, that's cool, man. Cool that thing. It's just cool, you know, yeah. it's just what happened. You know, I think everybody should know their lineage. Oh yeah. And you know, I I got into the uh, not deep into it, but I did a lot of research on the crystals. Mm-hmm. Hell, I've got two crystal balls at the house just because. I find them kind of neat. Yeah, they're cool. <laughs> All that stuff is cool. I'm an agnostic myself, so I'm, yeah. I kind of believe the way you believe as far as the universe. Yeah. there's. I believe there's a higher power. I just don't know what Yeah. type of thing. Yeah, I agree. No, I agree on that for sure. So, you know, we talked about suicide on our last yeah. podcast. That was one thing um, I was going to ask you, actually ask. Like, I hope that's not like. Too, too dark of a no 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 we actually subject. had nothing is too dark here because my thing is like i mean if i mean if i ever did get successful someday it's it's going to come up at some point so right. you know i might as well, well i mean yeah man you are who you are there's nothing yeah there's nothing wrong with being a human like We're i said we did the sure. debate we did the debate on whether or not you know that was like the sin you go straight to hell oh, okay. yada yada yeah, yada yeah. Um, I don't believe in hellfire anyway, so. Um, okay, so. What's your take on it? So I grew up in church, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So, and I was strictly Southern Baptist. I mean, I went down here to, you know, Victory Baptist Church all my life. And then I was actually, the first band I was ever in was a worship band up here at Crossview. Okay. Um, which I love some of the people there at Crossview. I, I mean, I ain't got no issue with anybody who is a Christian or anything. Yeah. Uh, my thing is after all the experiences I've had and what I lived through, especially growing up through church, um, I personally feel that there is a source or a being out there that people, we call it God, Mm -hmm. but I think that organized religion has taken what's actually out there and turned it into something that it's not. I agree. Because there's all these rules and there's all these traditions and there's all these things that just make no sense. Mm-hmm. Like like this is what I think about. If a living, breathing God is intelligent enough to create and powerful enough to create a self-aware species on a planet in the middle of this violent, chaotic, vast universe with billions of stars and other planets out here. Mm-hmm. Number one, how in the heck are we the only ones out here? <laughs> and number two, why would a God create a self-aware species like that and then say, it, it just seems very arbitrary to create a species like that and then say, okay, the only way that you can come live with me after you die is if you completely surrender your whole entire mind to me for the rest of your life and, right. and every aspect of your life and you have to cut you, you, you know yeah well, I, I have oh sorry man and i see what you're saying and it's one of those things like he gave us free will to believe in him mm-hmm. or not and yeah i see where you go and i, I get well, it. i have free will if you don't use right. it why well, not create not us even... to automatically believe well for me it's it's i always think about like the whole concept of jesus right mm-hmm. how to get into heaven, the Bible says that you have to accept Jesus into your heart to forgive your sins, and then you have to make Jesus the main focus of your life. Right. The concept behind it, I understand, because it's 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 trying to better yourself and all that mm-hmm. kind of thing. But at the same time, it's just very counterproductive to me. Yeah. The the, the way that whole thing works, because the the way this is how I feel that that's how we can tell that this is a man made idea, because the the whole concept behind that is just I'm trying to think how I was explaining this to somebody the other day you I mean it kind of goes back into what I said like you you create an intelligent species but then you fault them for being the species that you created them Mm -hmm. to be and and I feel like that's like because I mean I grew up with a an abusive relationship with a family member and that's kind of what that reminds me of is the mental manipulation of it, it, the, the Bible calls it unconditional love, but to me, I don't feel that that is unconditional because it's like 
I love you no matter what, but you're only allowed to not burn forever if you accept me. It doesn't matter if you change and become the best version of yourself that you could ever be. You're still going to hell whether um, unless you, right. you know, because that's what the Bible teaches. Right. And to me, I just feel that that's just insane. To, I mean, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what is it? Is it, um, is it Catholics that believe in purgatory? Yeah. Where yeah. basically you end up in purgatory if you're, you know, mm-hmm. you led a good life. You didn't kill anybody. Yeah. But you didn't, you didn't live a bad enough life to go to hell, but you didn't live a good enough life to go to heaven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. It, like I said, I've studied all those. They're, they're all neat in their own yeah. way. And, and, I mean, that's my thing. Like, like you know, I, I can't really knock somebody for believing in whatever they believe in because my thing is, well, as long as you're not using it to hurt other people, then do you. Right. But that's, like, kind of my whole view on that is just I, I feel that – religion was just kind of turned into something that takes what's really out there and turns it into something it's it's never been yeah people use religion to control yeah exactly yeah but yeah that's kind of my point of view on that <laughs> that's, that's good man that's good and again back to that question of are we alone in the universe both answers are equally scary mm-hmm. if we are or we aren't i mean i'm i'm probably i'm pretty sure we're not that's I've, my belief. I like alien shit stuff. Sorry. Stuff. I honestly, I, a lot of people will probably give you crap for saying stuff like this, but I have always had a strong feeling that we might see people from other planets start showing up within the next 100 to 200 years. Because every, like, I, I mean, I kind of look into this stuff pretty often. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, I've listened to Bob Lazar, his interviews. And, I mean, this dude is literally raided by the FBI like six times a year. <laughs> because apparently when they get too close when they shot down that um ufo and it crashed in roswell the government recovered it you know yeah everybody's heard the story and he worked on reverse engineering the technology that runs the craft and he said that there was literally people who died working on that because they didn't know what they were messing with didn't we talk about bob lazar on a show didn't we do a show where we I talked we, about him? I think we touched on it. We didn't, but yeah. we did talk, you know, the aliens and everything. Yeah. Um, we didn't go yeah, to Yeah, he's it, an interesting guy because yeah. what he says is, man, they've, they've almost tried to, they've tried to ruin his life yes. because he came yeah. out and was talking about it and what, what he saw and all that, what, what he's saying. And is, even the people that try to analyze his body language and see if he's lying about anything like that, they're like, I can't find a a reason to say that he's lying about any of this because Hmm. I mean he talks about these different bases that they had him work at where they took all the technology and stuff and uh, I mean just the stories that this dude tells I mean how could you make that up you know and there's a there's a guy named Dr. Stephen Greer I don't know if you've ever seen it on Netflix but there's a documentary called Unacknowledged I know who he is yeah he literally has the death warrant that was signed for Marilyn Monroe because she was sleeping with both the Kennedys and she found out the secrets about the UFO stuff <laughs> because they talked about it and she was going to have a press conference to tell all because of some drama that got started yeah. between them and that's why they killed her and there's a that's death crazy. warrant for her. That's crazy. I mean, it's just all kinds of stuff. But... Ah!